helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. There's no one diet or meal plan that works for everyone with diabetes, and the important thing is to follow a meal plan that's tailored to your personal preferences and lifestyle to help you achieve your goals for blood glucose, cholesterol, triglyceride management. My guest today is Dr. Cynthia Page. She's a family medicine specialist at Summit Medical Group whose expertise includes chronic disease management, treatment for obesity, and wellness. Welcome to the show, Dr. Page. Tell us what you think is the most important thing that a diabetic person needs to think about when they're thinking about what they're going to eat? Well, first, thank you, Melanie, for having me. And the most important thing is to understand the different ingredients in your foods, as well as looking at what the compounds are that make up your foods, from proteins to carbohydrates to fats, just understanding foods a little bit better. So people hear this term, glycemic index, and how you should look at the index, but it is confusing for some people. Explain what is the glycemic index. Well, the glycemic index relates primarily to carbohydrates. And carbohydrates have a very high, what we call glycemic index, meaning that they have an ability to increase your blood sugar. Your carbohydrates are found in your vegetables, they're found in fruits, they're found in a lot of the processed foods as well. Alternatively, when you look at proteins, most proteins have a very low glycemic index, and fats also have a very low glycemic index. So fats and proteins do not have the ability to raise your blood sugar in the same way that your carbohydrates have the ability to raise your blood sugar. Now, carbohydrates have gotten a bad rap over the years, and yet a tomato and a carrot are considered carbohydrates. So how do vegetables rate on the glycemic index, and should they be something that a diabetic should watch out for? Well, you have carbohydrates that will raise your blood sugar faster, meaning that they have a higher glycemic index. And when we look at what we call the glycemic load, that's the total amount that they will raise your blood sugar. And then you have carbohydrates that don't raise your blood sugar so, so quickly. So we have what we call simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. Your simple carbohydrates will raise your blood sugar quite quickly. And those are, that's sugar and sweets and things like that, as well as some of your fruits, which are high in sugars as well. And then you have complex carbohydrates like your vegetables. And vegetables do not raise your blood sugar quite as much, and they don't have as many carbs as, say, your fruits or processed foods will have. So there are carbohydrates are essential for us to live, and our body actually lives on carbohydrates and that sugar. And so your muscles and your brain function on sugar, so you have to have sugar in your body. However, when you have too much sugar in your body, the body's not able to control that amount of sugar, and then it goes up too high and your body can't bring it back down, and that's when we develop diabetes. What a great answer. So what affects the, the glycemic index of a food? Is fat play a role? You already mentioned proteins. What about fiber? What role do these play in how a food is rated? Well, let's look at something like rice. Um, and so many of my patients will say, well, Dr. Page, I will eat brown rice instead of white rice. 
And the difference between brown rice and white rice is that brown rice has that capsule around there, that coating, and so it doesn't raise your sugar quite as quickly. However, once you look at the inside kernel inside of the shell of the rice, that actually is the same. And so it will still have the same amount of glucose in there or glucose raising ability or glycemic index. However, it just won't raise it quite as quickly. And so you have to look at how foods are prepared. So foods that are over-processed are basically almost pre-digested. So when you look at oatmeal, for example, um, that quick oatmeal, that instant oatmeal where you just add hot water, that oatmeal actually raises your blood sugar quickly because it's actually almost partially digested versus your steel-cut oats, which will raise your blood sugar still, but not quite as quickly. And we know that fats and proteins actually will slow your digestion a little bit so that the, the carbohydrates that you eat with that meal may not get into your system quite as quickly and they're not digested as quickly. So proteins and fats will actually digest quick slower and so you won't get as hungry as quickly and they actually won't raise your blood sugar. Does a diabetic need to eat only low glycemic index foods at every meal to see that benefit from it, or can they switch it up a little bit? Well, the key is there is nothing you cannot eat. And so, you know, even though I speak to my patients a lot about carbohydrates, the glycemic index, glycemic load, there is no food you can't eat, but you have to balance this out. So if you know you are going to a wedding on Saturday then you know that, okay, leading up to Saturday, you should probably be very, very good as far as keeping your your carbohydrates low, monitoring your blood sugar. And then that day afterwards, you're going to have to really, really monitor your blood sugar. If you're on insulin, you may have to make some adjustments. You may have to walk a little bit more. or You're going to walk off that meal that you had at at the wedding. So there's nothing you can't have. There's the ability to still have balance within your life and enjoy your foods. But you're going to restrict the amount of foods that will raise your blood sugar. But, and that's really the key. It's all about balance. It's all about looking at your meals differently. So breakfast may begin to look more like your dinner. Instead of having things like pancakes and waffles and bagels, you may look at actually incorporating more complex carbohydrates like vegetables and some protein into your breakfast rather than a lot of carbohydrates in your breakfast. That is absolutely great advice. Give us just one more example in the time we have left about maybe a breakfast, lunch, and dinner that would be suitable for the low glycemic index for somebody with diabetes. What do you give people as some recipes or some ideas to use for foods? Um, it's a, it, it goes against the grain of what we've taught for, for decades and what we've seen on television that um, we really need to restrict some of the grains. And if we have too many grains, that's too many carbs in the diet. And so we've always thought of breakfast as what we've seen on television over the past 30 years. But breakfast really, going back before 30 years, for, for all of the time that we've been on Earth, really is the same as what lunch and dinner look like. So your breakfast may be, if you if you have eggs, you can have a little bit of eggs in your diet. You may make an omelet, which would be ideal. You're getting vegetables and protein. And so what I say all day long is vegetables and protein, vegetables and protein. And so if you're getting adequate amounts of vegetables in your diet and protein in your diet, you won't miss the carbohydrates quite so much. 
So your breakfast may be an omelet. It may be whatever you had for leftovers um, is typically my breakfast. And so it takes some getting used to sometimes to have vegetables for breakfast. But that's really ideal. And then your lunch and dinner are pretty much the same. You are, you're limiting the amount of bread, rice, pasta, and potatoes in your diet. And so you're going to substitute that with more vegetables in your meals for, for lunch and dinner. That's great advice. And please tell us why people with diabetes who are looking to understand the glycemic index should come to Summit Medical Group for their care. Well, Summit offers so many options with regards to education and classes. We're very comprehensive in our approach to diabetes, where we have diabetes educators, we have nutritionists, we have wonderful family physicians who are able to counsel patients on diet and exercise as well as manage their medications well. And when the need arises for specialty care, we have specialists as well to comprehensively care for all of our patients with diabetes. Thank you so much, Dr. Page, for being with us today. You're listening to SMG Radio. And for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.